Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zerah Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. God is a giving God. God loves to bless his people. And God will bless us according to his promises. And we have been studying how the children of Israel have inherited according to their covenantal promises based upon God's will and God's direction. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Joshua and chapter 17. Now, we've been in this section for quite some time, the section of the book of Joshua that deals with the distribution of the land where the tribes are receiving their inheritance according to the location of God's will. And we've seen a spirit of submissiveness come over the people that they do indeed respond to what God has given to them according to his order, according to his boundaries. And let me just say, before we go any further, it is good for you and me to accept and live within the borders that God has for us. It's when we go beyond, that's really what transgression is all about, when we go beyond the borders that he establishes. And realize something, our God is a good God. He loves you so. He's demonstrated that love even while you were in sin, that he sent his only son into this world to redeem you through the death of that son so he loves you and therefore the restrictions that he places upon us don't think that liberty is that we can go beyond those liberty is that we can serve god within them and this is such an important biblical truth that we need to understand and apply to our life so as i said look with me to the book of yahushua the book of joshua and chapter 17. now we've seen a few tribes receive their inheritance first those on the the eastern side of the jordan river we've spoken about reuven and god and the half tribe of manasseh and now we're dealing with something we began a few weeks ago dealing with this other side of the jordan river which begins with the inheritance of judah and then last week in the previous chapter we saw the inheritance of ephraim and now once more we're dealing with that tribe of ephraim that had land on both sides of the jordan river so look with me to this 17th chapter and verse 1 it reads and it came about Ha-goral, that is the lot. And again, this is a word that speaks about God's selection of what they're going to receive, when they're going to receive it, and 
what they are called to do with it, to inhabit that land, to live according to the people of God within once more these borders. So it came about the lot to the tribe of Manasseh, for he is the firstborn of Joseph. Now we saw back in Genesis chapter 48 that Ephraim, he was the child, the son of preference in a unique uh, blessing that he received. But now we're speaking of the firstborn of Joseph literally in time and it's Manasseh. As I said, Ephraim has already received their, received their full allotment last week in chapter 16. So once again, the emphasis is on Manasseh, that half-tribe on the western side, not the eastern, we've dealt with that, but the western side of the Jordan River. So we see that Manasseh was the firstborn of Joseph, of Machir, the firstborn of Manasseh, and the father of Gilead, for he was a man of war. Now, notice something. When it speaks about this one being a man of war, notice what it says. Vayihilo, and it came about to him, speaking about the inheritance he received. Ha Gilad, veha Bashan. Now, the Gilead and Bashan, two very strategically important pieces of land, good land, land that is related to the promise of God. We see here that in this land, there was the expectation, as it was with all the land, to dwell in it and inherit it, meaning possess it, so the purposes of God can be fulfilled. And Manasseh, the firstborn, he received this, this special land known as Gilead and Bashan. Verse 2. And it came about for the sons of Manasseh that remained according to their families. So more of these families are going to inherit the land. We've seen this throughout our study. According to the families of the leaders of the tribe and it says to the sons of avi ezer and to the sons of chelek and to the sons of ashriel and to the sons of shechem and to the sons of chefer and to the sons of shmi da these are the sons of manasseh the sons of joseph and notice what it says the the male sons of joseph according to their family now this is the first time that that word zahar in the plural the males so here we're talking about the males as we have been throughout so why the necessity why speak about males when this has been the normal methodology well we'll come to why in a moment Look now to verse 3. We're going to deal with another family. And we see something. If you're a good student of the Bible, you'll remember that in Numbers chapter 27, the same family is mentioned. And there was a problem because 
this man had no sons so was it permissible for the daughters to inherit well they had to go before moses who had to inquire before the lord to see what is proper and we know exactly what it is numbers 27 god says yes to these daughters that they are going to inherit look at verse 3 and to siflofchad the son of Hefer, the son of gilad the son of machir the son of manasseh there was not to him sons rather daughters so no male sons as we've seen previously only in this family there were daughters and these are the names of his daughters machla noah chogla and milka and tirza so we see these daughters names are given just like they are for male sons and let me just simply say there's something unique here about israel now in any other people at that time women would not inherit but for the children of israel taking it to moses who took it before the lord we see that yes daughters can also inherit when there's no sons these daughters receive their allotment verse 4 and they drew near and we know it's these daughters because the verb is in the feminine plural and these drew near before eleazar the priests so we have here as one sanctioning this eleazar who is the high priest at this time and not just eleazar the priest also before yehoshua the son of noon so the joshua the son of noon and before Hatnesiim, this is the elevated ones now this is probably a term in modern hebrew it's the word for president it's in the plural of the presidents and it's simply the exalted leaders the main leaders of the families now this can also be the leaders look at what it says here very carefully before the leaders and this is probably the leaders of the tribe joshua's there the high priest is there and the leaders of the tribes why in order to show that this was sanctioned by all and there's something very important here we see something that's marvelous and that is this god spoke to moses moses shared that he revealed it and now the high priest eleazar joshua who is the leader the leaders of each tribe they're all there showing yes this is god's will there's an agreement what's marvelous is everyone is submitting to the instructions of god it says as the lord commanded moses to give to us an inheritance in the midst of our brother brothers now brothers meaning all the other families within the the tribe of manasseh and he gave to them 
by the word of the lord the inheritance in the midst of the the sons literally the brothers of better yet brothers of avihem so their fathers so we see here all of this is happening in a very public way according to what the lord commanded and we see here that this inheritance was done in the midst of the brothers of their fathers verse verse 5 and they fell meaning this goral this lot fell and notice what it says on the regions of Manasseh, this land and how much ten ten besides the land of gilead and bashan which is on the other side of the jordan so we see that there was 10 pieces that also went to this tribe in order that manasseh would inherit it in addition to the land that was on the east of the jordan river verse 6 for the daughters of manasseh they inherited an inheritance in the midst of his sons and the land of Gilead was to the sons of Manasseh that remained. Verse 7. And it came about that the border of Manasseh, and now we're being specific and we're going to see, as we have saw previously, that, that the land would go up to the border of another tribe. So all of these tribes had their individual inheritance, but they touched the borders were shared and there were specific places that were mentioned so that one would know where these borders are again what are we seeing we're seeing that god is a god of order that he establishes things so that there is order why through order purpose can be achieved revelation can be received so revelations received so the purposes can be obtained and the glory of god is manifested this is what this is all about look if you would to verse verse 7 where it says and it came about the border of manasseh was from asher this tribe of mikmetat which is before Shechem. So here we know that Shechem is a city. We know where it is today in the Samaria area, what's called Shimon. And we see here that it went up. This land of of, uh, Manasseh went to Shechem. And then the border went to, many will say south, but it's literally to the right to the inhabitants of En Tapuach. There again, we've seen these places before because these are the shared borders. These names appear because these places were shared between the tribes so that there was, was closeness. There was a connection between them. Verse 8. And to Manasseh was the land of Tapuach. So, they were the ones that actually controlled this city, Tepuch. And Tepuch is to the border of Manasseh, 
with the sons of Ephraim. So we see that that Joseph, two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, their allotments came together, distinct, separated, shared borders. And when the border city was mentioned, frequently it would say what tribe could actually control that city that was the border city. Look, if you would, to, to verse, verse 9. And the border went down to Nahal Kana and southward to the river. And these cities were to Ephraim in the midst of the cities of Manasseh. Now, this is kind of a confusing statement. I'm going to read it again, but pay very close attention to what's being said here. It says, the borders connected. And it says, these cities that were to Ephraim were in the midst of the cities of Manasseh. For the border of Manasseh from the north to the river. And it came about that its its goings out were to the sea. So there were certain places that, although they were to one tribe, the cities belonged to another. Why? Well, we're dealing with one tribe. In essence, the tribe of Joseph. Now, there was two allotments that made up Joseph's inheritance. And this was in order to show and keep a connection between all the tribes and also among themselves that there would not be thought of as simply Ephraim and Manasseh, but that they would understand their one tribe. They had overlapping. They had cities that shared a, a common, common place. So all of this is important in understanding what God wanted. Verse 10. And to the south of Ephraim, and to the north of Manasseh. And it came about that the sea was its border. And in Asher, and now we're seeing that once again, this border, this allotment to Manasseh, also in this area on the, the, the west, also bordered with Asher, this tribe. It bumped together. It's a word for striking. It came together from the north, also with Yisachar on the east. So now we're going to see, and we can draw this out, how these tribes were interrelated, how their borders were shared in order to keep that connection, that there was 12 tribes, but one people, the children of Israel. Look now to verse, verse 11. And it came about to Manasseh in Yesachar and in Asher, the cities of Bethshean and its towns. Bethshean was a larger place that had kind of suburbs, and that's what it means literally. I said its towns, literally its daughters, which is a way of saying the smaller villages and towns around this larger place, Bethshean, and also Yivleam, and its towns, its daughters. Here again, daughters, not women, but, but cities that were suburbs of this place, Yivleam, 
and also the inhabitants of Doar or Dor and its towns and the inhabitants of Endor and its towns and the inhabitants of Tanakh and its towns and the inhabitants of Megiddo and its towns. So we have these primary cities mentioned and Benotav meaning what? It's towns it's daughters literally but it's speaking about its suburbs and literally it's banoteha it's because we're dealing with the feminine look now if you would to verse 12 where it says and the inhabitants of megiddo this is what's known as armageddon this place and we see that there was three and the word here is nephet Shaloshet ha nafet. This is these three elevated places, places of of elevation and also significance. Now, verse twelve. But the sons of Manasseh, meaning the children of this this tribe, the sons of Manasseh were not able to take possession of these cities. Why? Well, because the Canaanite, they undertook to dwell in this land. So some of the Canaanites, they took these places and the tribe of Manasseh was not strong enough. They were not able to move out the Canaanites. And this word for inheriting, by the way, it's a different one. So we have two words, this word nun chet lamet. Nahala is an inheritance or Yerusha. So we've been dealing primarily with the word Nahala for inheritance or inheriting, but now it's a change. We've come across it before. And it's a word to literally take possession or drive out the enemy. They were not able to do so because the Canaanites, they undertook, they ventured in order to to dwell in this land verse 13 and it came about when the children of israel were strong that they set the canaanites for tax meaning this the canaanites there became force laborers they lived there but in order to live there and have life they had to to pay tribute which was they became servants to the children of israel and it says they did not nevertheless take possession of all of its inheritance they did not take possession of all verse 14. the sons of joseph spoke to joshua saying why have you given to me the inheritance just one lot and one region and i meaning the sons of joseph that we are it's i and it's speaking in the first person but it means we are a strong people unto very much so that god has blessed us the lord has blessed me he's saying for his people so we're strong people god has blessed us 
we we've done things why are we just getting one inheritance one place of allotment why not more well notice the answer look at verse 15 and yehoshua said to them if a strong people are you then go up for yourselves to the forest meaning the wood area the forest and create for yourself there in the land of the parasites and the Raphaim. So it's saying, if you want additional land and you're strong, then go up to the woods, the forests, and clear it away yourself. And this will allow you more land. For they felt, and this is what it says, for confined you are to the mountain of Ephraim. So they felt that it was just too confined of themselves this land by the mountain the mountainous area of ephraim verse 16 and the sons of joseph they said he has not found us the mountainous land so what he's saying here is that the mountainous land has not been found for us we want that high land as well not just the forest but the high land and it speaks that the iron chariots is with all the canaanites who dwell in the valley so they're saying here it's not the mountainous land for us because these canaanites they have these iron chariots and they are in the valley and it says to asher is the house of sha'an bet sha'an and it's it's towns and to asher was also the amic israel now we've talked about bet sha'an we've talked about megiddo and you need to know something there is hilly land around here there are forests around there but there's the valley and i mentioned armageddon well the valley that they're speaking of look very carefully at the end of verse 16. it says to asher was in the valley of israel this is also known as the valley of jehoshaphat this is the valley where god's going to judge where messiah is going to bring about an utter defeat of the enemies of israel during the battle of gog and magog and understand that the battle of gog and magog is also the battle of armageddon they have something in common we see that messiah comes to defeat the enemies of israel gog and magog at the end of daniel's 70th week and this is what we learn as well about armageddon so two different names for the same battle and this is the location and i do not think it's an accident that this area that that is going to be a battleground in fact some have said that it's the mother of all battlegrounds and notice whose allotment it was asher what does that word mean happy or blessed 
So in the place where this horrible war is going to take place, blessing, why? Because the children of Israel are going to be victorious. Now look at verse 17. And Joshua said to the house of Joseph and to Ephraim and to Manasseh, saying, Now, remember, Joseph is one tribe. He has two sons. But these sons are the ones who is inheriting the land. These two half-tribes. Two halves equal one. And we're talking about the one tribe of Joseph that is broken up into these two tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. Look again at verse 17. And Joshua said to the house of Joseph, to Ephraim and to Manasseh, saying, You are a strong people, and great power is to you. There will not be to you just one uh, portion, one allotment. Verse 18. For the mountainous area will be to you. For the forest is... So it's if a forest, it's a mountain, but it has a lot of force on it. And it says it must be created, meaning you need to clean it off. You need to create this land for yourself that it shall be to you for its going out, for its results, its, its endings. For you shall inherit the Canaanite. So it's saying if you are this strong people, you come forward. And say we are strong people and we need more land he's saying again go up and fight and take possession of the mountainous land that you want not just the forest that i gave you first you can have the mountainous land but you have to fight for it because you are a strong people and it says remember there's going to be those iron chariots which are to him but it says strong is he so the people if you're strong you can overcome the weapons of the enemy now that concludes chapter 17 but in this study i want to read one more verse we'll read it again next week but i want to read it now because it has to do with worship now we've seen judah on this western side of the jordan river We've seen Judah and Joseph. Joseph, Ephraim, and Manasseh. So we've dealt with these two, and it's significant. Why? Well, Judah is the tribe of the Messiah. But Joseph was that special tribe in the days of Jacob. And they still have a special status. And notice what it says, after Judah and Joseph received their inheritance, look at chapter 18 and verse 1. And all the congregation of the children of Israel assembled. Where did they assemble? At Shiloh. This is where, notice what it says, this is where they caused to dwell the tent of meeting and the land was was conquered before them now notice the the message here of verse one and again we'll talk about this next week but we see 
a emphasis on judah and joseph judah had that messianic prophecy but joseph was that special son of jacob whom god used mightily while the children of 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 israel were in egypt and it's connected to that redemption and then we see that it was in shiloh that the children of israel now before any of the other tribes inherited in that western side of the jordan there is worship going on so we see joseph completed his inheritance with judah and what happens worship they set up the tent of meeting the ohel moed the pointed tent which is also known as the tabernacle they caused it to dwell there in shiloh and they assembled there together and it shows us the importance of worship and that is why we began our study tonight with that very important verse from psalm 145 which says tihilat adonai yideber pi for my mouth it is going to to speak the praises of the lord and then it also says yivarek kobasar all flesh is going to do what all flesh is going to bless shem kocho his holy name leolam ved forever and ever what a wonderful verse tihilat adonai yideber pi Vivarek ko basar shem kocho leolam vaed. We have a wonderful God. Bless him daily, worship him continuously, and realize that when we have that as our objective, we are going to take possession of what the enemy wants to deny us. We serve a mighty God. Well, I'll close with that until next week. May God richly bless you. Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.